Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang. I bang. do let you bang. Let me bang. Let me bang. Let me bang. Let me bang. Go for Jesus! No for Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. That guy. <laughs> well, welcome to the Bread and MMA Roasted Podcast. Two in two days. We got a great show today. Uh, we got Greg Romero Wilson. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy. We have the Joe Perez, aka the Wean Dog, is here. What's up? Um, and then we got two guests coming on. We got Uncle Creepy, who was on Real Sports last week on HBO, and Heather Joe Clark uh, is coming on. And then. Uh, Maybe Don Fry, if he remembers what day it is. So, uh, <laughs> so, so what year it is, or what's going on, or that he may, I, I, I think he still thinks he's meeting with uh, the guy who killed Bin Laden today. Uh, going <laughs> to be a great show, regardless. Uh, first of all, um, I am mad at J- Ween Dog. Mm-hmm. This is why we love, I, I, I love you. Uh, I think so highly of you, right? But this is what you don't do. So Thursday we were going to do a podcast and the Wi-Fi was just terrible. I mean, I was in the mountains. Oh, cause you were in the mountains still. At the yeah. Right there. yeah. Wait a minute. You were going to do and it we- on Thanksgiving day. Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay. And it was so bad that I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it Monday. And I had two guests book. I had Tim means and Raphael Stott's book. And so it was a whole thing. And my wife said we had great Wi-Fi in the mountains. So I was automatically just like, because it's like, also, you take away our comedy is gone. And okay, well, we have podcasts left. And then podcast is gone. And then I'm stuck in the mountains with no Wi-Fi. I can't exercise because there's nothing. And I'm just like, what? well, I mean, I mean, uh, you are supposed to spend time with family. I, I, I know mean, I am. But I, I, am. Am. I mean, but that particular wife, weekend, I mean, that's why your wife dragged you to the mountains. So you would have shitty Wi-Fi. But she's working during the day, all day, every day. She's, she's working. Uh, and, so I'm, and I'm watching the kid. And, and by the way, Thanksgiving was like her cousins. You know, I, I have her. My, my, my dog is there. My dog is obviously 15 years old. He's pooping everywhere. He, he's blind. He's got bad heart problems. But the vet says he's still okay. You know, and I'm not going to put the guy down until the vet says no. And I, I love him to death. I actually woke up crying. I thought he was dead Tuesday. So the, the, have you thought about getting a second opinion? <laughs> well, my vet is wean dog. Okay. So the thing is, so so one of her cousins who's like out of shape says to me, you know, um, I just think that you should think of uh, you know, his quality of life isn't good. You should put him down. And I and then I, I got I was like, what about your quality of life? You haven't left the house <coughs> put you down. Oh my gosh. So, that, so then 
then this then this I'll, is gonna go. This is definitely gonna make Thanksgiving smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm feeding the baby a bottle, right? And I give her a second bottle, and they're like, "You shouldn't give her two bottles. Look how big her belly is." I'm like, "Well, how much milk did you drink?" <laughs> so this is uh, this is Thanksgiving at, at my house. Anyway, uh, so Wean Dog, we go. Okay, we're gonna have a podcast Monday, right? So no problem. Now Monday comes along. I text Wean Dog. I say, "Hey man, podcast starts in an hour. Don't hear back." Text him the link. Podcast is an hour. Nothing, he doesn't show up for the show, right? We do the show without him, right? But now Ween Dog puts up the show. So I hit him up. I call him up. Hey, his phone's out of service. I hit him up on Instagram. Nothing back. I hit him up on Facebook. Nothing back. On Twitter. Nothing back. I Now I got to put the show out. I want to make sure the guy's still alive. You never know with this kid, right? <laughs> I, text, right. I text his, his girlfriend. I find her on Facebook. We're not even friends. I, I have to go through his stupid pictures and find find who he tagged as his girlfriend. Go, hey, is Joe okay? I haven't heard from him. I get back from Joe. Hey, man. Uh, no big deal. Uh, phone's out. I, well, why wouldn't you fucking tell me, dude? Like, yeah. So what happened is my dad was like messing with our phone plan with Verizon, and he fucked up somehow. And I haven't had phone service for the past three days. And not only that, but my Apple ID is all fucked up, so I can't even like log into my phone right now. It's like completely Jesus. off. Jesus. So I'm in the middle. I'm. It's still fucked up. I have to use iMessage to text like from my laptop. So that's why. And I forgot we we're supposed to record a podcast on Monday. So that part is my fault. I should have. Okay message you on instagram or something but it's just i don't have any cell service right now and it's really fucked up right so your dad's making you become an adult yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly now i'm just in limbo right now not knowing what to do with my life i just i just barely learned how to do laundry and now i gotta deal with phone service shit and verizon so meanwhile we go to buy a house my wife we're, gonna buy a house. we're, we're looking to buy a house right wow it's like that flag behind you doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a good time to buy a house right so my wife and i we go we're going house shopping and we found a house we like right it's actually and the lady is like oh you know this was built in 1930 and the and the floor is this and i'm like uh the carpet uh i think my dog's gonna pee on it uh they're like to my wife's like well we could take the carpet out i'm like uh where are we gonna put the bunny <laughs> <laughs> I go, what about fight camp? I'm as, I'm like, is it going to be too loud? Cause I got to work out. I'm asking like, my wife's like, like stopped asking questions. Cause I'm like, uh, I think the cats will like it. I'm, I'm all about the animals being happy in the house. Uh, not exactly. So I, I, and then also maybe being able to work out. If I don't work out my whole day is fucked. Anyway. Uh, Are you looking to buy or rent? Buy. Buy. Wow. They just said that. Yeah. They're house shopping. They're buying a house. That's awesome. Which in Los Angeles. Listen, to be honest, for what you've been paying in rent, you should be owning a house. No, so a nice I mean, house too. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you can get the same for what you're paying. So I'm glad you're finally making this move. I was mad about you renting that fucking house for this long. I know. Although it's a great house. Don't get me wrong, great house, that back house for your wrestling, awesome. But just I just was like, you might as well buy. You a I guy mean, in your position I mean, should buy. To, the fact that I put a wrestling room in the backyard. I shot a pilot in the backyard that had a wrestling room and we were able to, you know, use that during the pandemic, putting a bounce house there and, yeah. and, and two, 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 two boxing, you know, things. The, the pandemics is like, I'm like, thank God we have this house. You know, I was going to say, you know, it's almost like you're ruined now for a house <laughs> that doesn't have that. You know what I mean? Like yes. you've, yes. you've gotten to essentially 
you have the big black dick of houses and, <laughs> and, and you're used to getting big black dick house. And now you're going and looking at, you know, regular size dick houses. And you're like, I don't know if it's going to satisfy me. Speaking this is what you've done dick. to yourself. We had, we, yesterday we had Rofion Stotts on, right? Who's a yeah. one Bellator fighter. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. And he, I was like, what are you doing for, for Christmas? And he's like, oh, I'm going to be black Santa for my kids. So I was like, oh, so you're going to show up in February? Nice. <laughs> he, he was, and then he, we were talking about the, the, uh, the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight. And yeah. I was like, how far did that set you guys back? <laughs> As a, and he goes, <laughs> He said, he goes, yeah, we're doing it for the culture. That's what Nate Robinson. He goes, man, forget the culture. He's like, just do it for yourself. Leave us out of it. But everyone seemed to love Ruffy on Stats. Uh, and they're, you know what? That's one of the best things about this podcast is that I get guys who I'm a fan of, but I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a hardcore nerd fan. And I, I know of guys that I think are going to be big. And I get to talk to them before. And everyone else is like, man, get that guy back. Get that guy back. Now when you see this guy kick ass, you're going to feel like you know him and you're going to root for him. And that's one of the things I love about this podcast is, is breaking guys that I know to the fans that like the show. Uh, to me, that's that's uh, the, that's like one of my favorite things about it. So uh, shout out to, to Rufy on Stats. Uh, no, and I, I've always noticed that about what you do with this show. You always try and get, catch guys on the come up. That yeah. way, if it happens, you're you're already, you know, they, you were one of the guys that was on early on in the bandwagon. And it is because you believe in them and you are a cheerleader for their careers. Yes. By the way, uh, I want to give a shout out. Okay, I got uh, Franco Desi, uh, your wife, Roberta, a beautiful woman. She reached out. You're not feeling very well. Hope you feel better. Okay, get through this. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, she, uh, you know, keep the faith, man. Happy holidays to you and your beautiful wife. Uh, so uh, she, she wrote me a nice letter that you weren't doing well and that you love the show. It mean a lot to get a shout out. So shout out to you, brother. Uh, it sounds like she's trying to get you in a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my husband's a huge fan. I'm pretty sure he'd let you join us. I had, if... I had one threesome with me when I was in back in Key West. It was this stripper that I used to hook up with that liked my friend. And he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, all right, I'll do one for the team. When I, I started with her and he sat on the sideline. Then when he came in, I got so weirded out by watching my friend. Bang. I, I, I slept in a fetal position the whole time. Just like it would gross me out. Like the two guys and a girl, I couldn't do it. Some guys can double team girls. Not me. I was like, uh, it, it wasn't my thing. Um, but uh, dude, okay, so a comic we both know who will remain nameless for the podcast. He okay, so some I think he, like so he was in a party, so it was him and his girl, and then this other guy showed up, uh, with his girl, and I guess they were partying and they were like, hey, let's swap girlfriends, and he was like, cool, <laughs> but then the other guy had a much bigger dick. Than uh. And just starts drilling his girlfriend right in front of him. Yeah. And like he can't concentrate on the other girl because his girlfriend seems to be enjoying this pretty good. <laughs> she seems to be pretty all right with what's happening over there. Yeah. So he can't do anything. So they wind up just sitting there, like waiting and wa waiting for them to finish. Taking notes and stuff. And just like, like I, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, that that's got to be the worst. super cringe. That that is isn't that cringe. the worst? Could you imagine? Oh, uh, what the yeah, now you got to find an Asian dude. Um, <laughs> or me. Um, so, Joe, way, take that note. Don't ever do that. <laughs> no uh, way, dude. I can't take that risk. <laughs> now, now, by the way, did you watch the Tyson fight, Greg? 
No. You wow. The, you watched the replay of it. I did not watch the replay of it. I'm telling you, I was all against it. I was making jokes like, you know, Roy Jones tested positive for polio. Um, it should air in the History Channel. The ring girl is going to be Betty White. The, you know, the, the judges are the two old guys from the Muppets. I had jokes for days. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Now, was it awesome or was it awesome because you were at like Tyson Ranch with other fighters? Okay, it was not awesome. All right, it was Thank the Tyson. You. No, it, it it still was awesome. It gave me that feeling of like watching an old Tyson fight. It was awesome at Tyson Ranch. There was a, a but Tyson looked awesome. Like he he looked great. Granted, Roy Jones looked like he trained for three weeks. Okay, right. which he probably like, did. That's probably right. And but now they're saying Tyson Holyfield next. Uh, Listen, with the money they made, of course, of course they're saying that. They're like, "Hey guys, we made sixty million dollars. Let's do it again." And then let's not act like Tyson won't take a check. Tyson course. needs a check. So and I mean, this makes perfect sense. But listen, the bits that I did see, uh, you know, little clips here and there, it reminded me of when I used to be on a show called World's Dumbest. I and love that was, show. I love yes. it. And we used to take clips uh, and like it was uh, of like Russian guys, and it'd be old dudes fighting in the street, like ah, like get out of the pub, okay. And we would make fun of the this what this is what it felt like, like watching no, one of those wasn't. clips. It wasn't. It that's what it would have felt if Tyson would have came in out of shape, but he trained for like he was doing two hours on the on the, on the treadmill. Like no, year. listen, I saw the clips. That's why I was so disappointed. They were, didn't want to. Uh, by the way, what happened to that not allowing knockout shit? Because nobody told Jake Paul that. <laughs> well, no, no. That was just for the Tyson fight. That was just for the Tyson fight. But so, I, I, I said, look, the rules kind of fucked it up. Because Tyson would have took his head off in the first round. But I said they should have had the rules like a minute before. Like everyone pays for it. And I go, here are the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to by, watch the way, by the way, uh, no knockouts. Uh, you know. <laughs> just to watch everyone get pissed off would have been hilarious. Uh, but. The Jake Paul fight, okay? I talked about this yesterday. Here's what happens when you get a guy who is 21 years old, wrestled in high school, training every day with the best guys in L.A., and takes it very seriously versus an athlete who just thinks that, oh, I could just step in and doesn't want to spar. Yeah. I don't know if he didn't want to spar. It seemed like he was really good on the mitts, really good on the pads, good on the bag but did not want to really spar because he did not know how to react when someone hit him. Or even when the bell rang, he just said, he just fucking flipped out and said, I'm just going to run as fast as I can. Now it's almost like he's not a real fighter. (laughs) That being said, I mean, come on, what are we talking about? Well, Uh. since then the people that have been calling out Jake Paul. Okay. I have a list. Tim Sylvia called him out yesterday. Oh no. is 400 and something pounds. <laughs> Joe Jaggy said they should have the Paul brothers against him on Fight Circus. Like him versus yes. guys. That would actually make sense. Yes. <laughs> but so Tim Sylvia said this and people are like, get the, sit down, old man, blah, blah, blah. Not, so now uh, Ben Askren in a boxing match. I don't know if Ben Askren wins this fight in a boxing match. In a fight, Ben Askren takes him down and murders him. Like, yeah, the boxing match makes absolutely zero sense. He can't agree to that. He's not a boxer. But he still wants to do it. He wants to challenge it. With the propensity for getting knocked out 
<laughs> by boxers. <laughs> the fuck is what is happening in 2020 already? <laughs> but hasn't Ben Askren been training in boxing longer than Jake Paul? Because Jake Paul's only been training for like two years. Well, two, three years. Yes, but Askren had hip surgery, took a year off. Even yeah. before that, didn't, didn't train for like a year. And he does MMA boxing, which is different than boxing boxing. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and it, even in his fights, it looked like he didn't know how to box. I mean, his stand-up was not the best part of his game. Or, I mean, the weakest by far. Dylan Dennis uh, wants to box him, who's a great at jiu-jitsu. And Daniel Cormier says that Jake Paul beats Dylan Dennis. To which Dylan Dennis then put up on Twitter, shut your fat mouth, you fucking blah, blah, blah. So now it's, now it's Dylan is fighting with Cormier and Jake Paul. Uh, Jose Canseco says he wants to fight him. Um, <laughs> and hello, Greg, are you watching this? Yeah, dude, please so, continue. Jose Canseco. You know, that's the great thing about 2020. Just when you think it can't get more 2020, it triples down. It says, "Oh no, you! I've got, I've got more crazy left in me. So, I am not done." So Jose Canseco uh, wants to fight him, and to which I guess Logan Paul, who used to bang Canseco's daughter, says, "No problem. I love smashing Canseco's." Oh no! Oh, he see, he walked right into that. He walked <laughs> right into that. <laughs> but like, man. I, who do you think wins, though? Jose Canseco or Jake Paul? I, I mean, based on the last, you know, fight, I would say Jake Paul, because it seems like at least he does have fight training. I can, Canseco, and Canseco, I believe, has gotten in these various athletic, yeah. let's see who could do it before and lost before, if yeah, I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got And, and yeah. what was it? Yeah, he got beat by Hung Man Choi. Yeah, I, I, so it's like, I'm not, at this point, I got to say, I'm on the Jake Paul bandwagon <laughs> because at least it was clear that he had fight training. Um, and then uh, two hockey players, one goalie from Sweden, supposed to be some madman, says he wants to fight him. And then another guy named Evander, uh, a black hockey player from, uh, from I think he's from Canada, who gets to a lot of fights. I guess he's like a fighter. Right, he's, a, he's an enforcer. An enforcer, a problem with the law before. Uh, he's like the bad boy of hockey. So people are saying he would win. But hockey fights are different. You're not wearing roller skates uh, in the boxing ring. Uh, or not, I mean, ice skates, not roller skates, ice skates. So We knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and now Clarissa Shields, who's the best female fighter. Oh. She's, now she's an Olympian gold medalist. She's undefeated. Best fighter in the world. She said she would kick his ass. Okay, so you want to make $100 million, Jake Paul? <laughs> you take that fight with that girl because I, I, I would pay for that one. Yeah, she would win. Too. She would win. I would hope. I, I don't know, but it, I mean, she would have a chance, and I think that is what would make that the most uh, interesting of all these fights. I mean, she fights at 165. And That's pretty big for a girl. She only has two knockouts, though. Against other girls, but I don't. Right. I don't think he would. He, I don't think he would. He, he would touch her. What about Holly Holm? Wasn't she a boxing champ? Yeah, but like at one, you know, one one thirty five or something. But Clarissa Shields, uh, I think it was a better boxer and much better than Holly Holm. Much better. You know, we should fight that. Uh, what was it, Gabby Garcia? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, in MMA, not in boxing. I think well, put it in fight circus and just see what happens. 
so yeah, so that's going on right now. Uh, and then and now other people are getting into it. Colby Covington once again called out LeBron James. Uh, says, <laughs> that would just be a funny fight to watch because LeBron is like nine feet tall and Kobe is like five foot ten. Just the aesthetic of it would be hilarious. It's uh, just so ridiculous. And then, uh, and then there was a fight last week in Russia, uh, Joe. Uh, which Greg, you haven't seen this fight. This is this was this was the fight to end all fights. This Turn on the screen sharing. Turn on screen sharing. Okay, this might be the fight to end just everything. Like everything, everyone should just maybe maybe go to bed. And uh, and then just say, you know what? Let's wake up in 2021, which I think will be the same as 2020. Everyone says, let's get rid of 2020. But, okay, so this fight happened. Last- no, and you know what? You're right about that. Every new – oh, yes. Every <laughs> New Year's, people act like it's a full restart. And it really just everything just keeps going, whatever was going this on. Oh, place- let's watch this, though. This fight took place in Russia. Uh, this guy um, – I, I think this was fake. I, I don't think this guy was real. I don't know if this is a real fight. I, 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 I have my doubts whether or not this actually was real. Cause he didn't seem to really want to hurt her. Uh, he did. Well, and maybe he did it. Well, I don't but that doesn't mean it was a fake punch. fight. That doesn't mean it was fake fight. I mean, maybe he just, when he got in there, realized he really didn't want to hurt her. I mean, yeah. I mean, he just sort of, he just psyched himself out. I can't believe that this guy has shorts that could fit him. That's the <laughs> Dude, those aren't shorts. That's a comforter. That's like, oh, my God. All right, can we just fast forward to like the – because it goes on for a while. Uh, okay, so here – so he so he kind of leans on her for a while. Reception. And then, uh, it, gets, it gets broken up. He's tired. I mean, you know. And then, and then he kind of – She high-kicked him there in the face, it looks like. Yeah. She's wearing lipstick. Yeah. And then, like, he kind of just went down. Uh, but and then, and then, she might have clipped him there. It looks like she got him. She got him there, dude. I'm surprised this doesn't have to take place at sea. <laughs> he taps. <laughs> yeah, that looks very fishy. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like he could just roll over, and there's nothing she could do to stop that. I mean, it's like trying to pin down a sea lion. I don't Hold think on. you no, can this, do it. This seals the cake. Hold on, look at this. Look at this shit. <laughs> look how it, they're doing it. like the victory pose. Oh my god! Yeah, she's standing over him like it's a fucking yeah, like elephant. Like she's she's exactly like she's on a fucking hunt. This yeah. is <laughs> yeah. This is straight up fucking. This is wrestling. This is wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! They have developed. They have developed, and I, I think we've we're waiting for this. They've developed MMA wrestling. <laughs> I'm into the, it, the, dude. The, the theatrical scripted version of MMA. They, that's it. I mean, that oh. picture, you're right, Joe. That picture solidifies it that it's 100% bullshit. Yeah. Well, well, I think Bob Sapp was ahead of his time. I think he was like, <laughs> it just shows it because he was doing this like 10 years ago, wrestling MMA. He yeah. Was too. I mean, he was a, you know, he was an innovator. Now, Phil Baroni called out Vitor Belfort. Uh, he he called him a pussy. This and that. He wants to fight him in one FC. Uh, I'm all for that. Um, I know they're trying to make Anderson Silva versus Belfort in one FC. It's that one FC is the place to go when you want to just load up on roids and juice, and they're not going to test you. And uh, so that's got you mean they're the good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you mean they're going to be the one to see fun, fucking crazy fights? <laughs> uh, Clarissa Shields signed with the PFL. I'm excited for this fight, actually, because I think that um, 
I, I, I think that she's going to do well in MMA. I think PFL is good. They better not give her Kayla Harrison first. Kayla Harrison will run right through her. Uh, but I don't know who else they're going to give her because, you know, Kayla's a two-time Olympic judoka champion, you know, never lost, has had eight or nine fights. And I just think Clarissa coming right into the PFL, I think maybe she should start with the LFA or something, but we'll see. I don't even know if they even signed her just to hold her in case she goes to MMA or if she's really going to do it um, or, or what. Now, the fights last week, did you watch the UFC fights? Yes, I, I watched all of them, yeah. Okay, now, first of all, how good was that that Asian dude? The 125-pound Asian guy? Oh, yeah. He ended the fight in, like, 10 seconds. Yeah, like, that dude's got some pop. Uh, oh, the Sato guy. No, no, no. No, no. no the Chinese, the guy from, uh, where is he from? He has an impossible name to pronounce. But they call him the Eagle, the, the Tibet Eagle. Let me see if I can pull his name up. Yeah, that dude's going to be... Sue, Sue Madarji. Yep. Yeah. That's you. And you know what? And honestly, that was one of those ones where I thought, okay, this is an Asian guy who's got all the skill and he's great. And then he's going to come out here and, and get bullied, you know, because yeah. we've seen that happen so many times. And boy, he changed my mind. He yeah. fucking knocked him the fuck out. I was just like, I was like, okay, this kid, he's one of the, he's real. He's real. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that dude look that dude legitimately is, is gonna be tough to beat, especially at 125 because he had those that's right, he had the, those straight laser shots of the jab. And uh I, I mean that I mean this Malcolm guy, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know he couldn't stop him. They would just go right between his hands, just like a bap. Yeah. yeah, that kid, he's got impressive punching. Yeah, and that's and at 125, I think is the second weakest division behind the heavyweight. And may, maybe the weakest division. <laughs> There aren't that many. No, guys. heavyweight. Heavyweight is definitely the weakest division by a mile. More than one twenty-five, really? Yes. I don't know. Everyone is either ancient or horrible. <laughs> Steve Miocic is not ancient or horrible. Uh, one guy, and notice he's the champ. Uh, Curtis Blades is not ancient or horrible. Ngannou is not ancient. Okay. Or all right. All right. So there's three guys. But I still think they're more better 125ers than there are in heavyweights. I don't know. I mean, well, let's, well, well, we'll see. But how many guys do you know that are 125, like, in general? Well, I mean, you know. There just aren't that many of them. I mean, most guys are just not 125 pounds. Uh, but the problem Jeez, is, Listen, I would love to be 125 pounds. <laughs> the problem is most heavyweights are in football. Uh, or no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Or it's a depleted division for sure. But I just, I don't know. It, I, maybe it's because at least the fights seem more exciting or competitive at 125 than they do at heavyweights. Yeah. And the guys seem like they're in better shape too. Yeah. The, the heavyweights. Oh my God. And they keep trying so hard to bring out new heavyweights and they always look like shit. I'm, the heavyweights are getting fatter and fatter. fatter. I don't know if you've noticed. Know. And then the ones that lose weight, it's like so much loose skin. It's hard to focus on anything else. I, I literally, my friend Camilla Cleese hit me up uh, and she said to me, she said, uh, how do these guys, I thought, how are they in the UFC? I thought you have to be in shape. And I, right. and I was like, well, skill doesn't necessarily mean, like I had to explain to her that you could be out of, look like you're out of shape and have a lot of skill. But like what other sport do you have to explain that to? Except maybe baseball. I was going to say, I can't believe you bothered trying to explain it. Why did you just say, yeah, you listen, they got no heavyweights, so they're just putting up fat guys. Because that's what it is, and that's why I like the other division better. By the way, uh, Mayhem has been calling me every day from jail. Uh, How's he I, doing? 
I haven't talked to him because he calls like five in the morning and I'm sleeping. Uh, but supposedly my friend who talked. Well, that's when he gets his turn with the burner phone. Uh, (laughs) They don't have, they don't pass that thing around during the day. But my friend who talks to him says he's doing really, really well. So that's good. That's good. And we want nothing but the best for him. Wish him all the best. Hope he gets his head on right and comes out even stronger. 1,000%. 1,000%. Uncle Creepy just canceled on us, by the way. Uh, I watched his real sports thing, which, you know, I, I've never really been that big of a fan of uh, – I've never done ayahuasca. I'm not really that yeah. well, not really that well-versed on holistic medicine like that um, or those kind of drugs. I don't really know. I never did acid before. They're awesome. But after watching the real sports thing, um, not maybe it's not for me, but – I'm willing to give it like a chance. It seems like this, they had a guy, uh, what's his name? A fighter. They had, they had creepy on it. Uncle creepy on it. Who's doing much, much better after being on it. But there was another guy fucking got the guy, uh, Dean, Dean Lister, who was uh, drinking 20 beers a day and taking painkillers at night. And he went to one thing with uncle creepy and they did he drank this this stuff, and it's Ayahuasca, been, yeah. It's been four. It's been two months now, and he has not touched a drink. And he had like a, a, a in his mind, he died. He had a crazy trip, but it it basically scared him straight, and it completely healed him, according to him. Another guy, they had a hockey player that was having all kinds of depression and forgetting things and head trauma and this and that. Took ayahuasca, cured him. So according to this real sports thing, hey man, if that's what it takes. Shit. Well, you know, it, it really, it became popular, sort of, or rather it became kind of into prominence because of the heroin and, of course, the pills version of heroin, oxy condi- problems that we've had. Right. And what they found was this ayahuasca treatment was the only thing that could actually break them of this addiction, that it was so chemically strong. Yeah. And, and it's essentially, you know, from, from what I've seen about it, uh, it's essentially it gives the brain a complete and total reset. Yep. It basically just boop and all that shit. But what it, but you know, but that's, that's a process that happens when that does it, you know, and apparently all those suppressed memories that usually most of this is suppressing when you have that kind of level of addiction, uh, they all come out, you know, and you're forced to confront them finally. And then that's what breaks. That's what creates the reset is it kind of puts you back to before all that happened. Well, and and I agree, based on what I've seen, it, it seems to be, it seems to be like, you know, the the real door to the other side. Well, especially when you're dealing with people who had severe head trauma, you know? Yeah. You have people that are taking punches for a living and hockey players that get in the fights. I mean, you don't know what's, I mean, so whatever, whatever works is what I'm saying. And, uh, so I, I was looking forward to Creepy. I saw Creepy. He was at that uh, at that uh, party, by the way, at the Mike Tyson Ranch. I was going to invite you, Greg. I just thought you wouldn't want to be around all those people. I mean, I wouldn't. I listen. I was invited to a party, a really swank party, and uh, at this huge fucking mansion in Beverly Hills and shit. But and I and actually I wanted to go because all, all I heard was fucking party and fucking yeah. and uh, and my wife, being the voice of reason, was like, "No, you're not going." No, so, 
Yeah, I felt like the, they were at the party and Steve-O and all these people and all these fighters are sitting there, but they're all on top of each other sitting, having a, the best time. And Jeremy Piven and me and my wife are like in this other room with Babalu watching the fight because I'm like, <laughs> I wanted to be there, but I, I'm like, you know, you, I'm watching the news. COVID all time high. It, it, exactly. And they're like, don't get together and all this shit. And, and so I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause she knows me. And she said it, she was like, because you'll get drunk and you'll fucking take off the mask and forget all about it and be hugging all your friends. And, and you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, you're right. That is, you're exactly hundred percent right. And thank you. That's why I love you. By the way, I, I heard a story about Mike Tyson, how he took ayahuasca with a bunch of, uh, what are they called? Shamans? Shamans. Shaman, yeah. Shamans. You're supposed to have a guide and or shaman. Well, it was like him and like 50 shamans in Malibu. And then he had like a really bad trip and wanted to murder everybody. So the person like came to pick him up and there was like 50 shamans running for their lives. Like, Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't having, that's the trip, man. That's the trip. It takes you to those dark corners. You know, it's. I don't think I. I don't think I could do it. Right, that's thing I would do it recreationally, but it doesn't sound like it's a very good time. That's like a scene from The Simpsons, though. Like Mike Tyson at ayahuasca. Yeah, just like. Ah. <laughs> like uh, and that's the other thing. Like apparently in the U.S., so there are these guys that have started these ayahuasca. You know, before Uncle Creepy was into it, there were other people like in New York and places that were running these ayahuasca sessions. But unfortunately, some of them were taking advantage of some of the girls during the sessions. Go figure with these hot yoga girls that are all like, Oh, I want to find myself. And then, and yeah. So these guys have creepy that. So, so some of them have been, some of them unfortunately kind of brought a, a, an unnecessary element to what seems like otherwise could be a genuine therapy. Well, creepy's into it, but he's, he's starting his own church. Uh, Yeah. But that's the thing. Look at the sentence you just said. Well, creepy's into it. I mean, God damn, that ain't helping either. <laughs> Change your fucking nickname already. So he started his own. He's starting his own church. Creepy is, and and now he's an ordained minister. And I, I told him, like, dude, just don't be. I don't want to see you having your own cult in ten years. The Uncle Creepy and I, hey, listen, you're not gonna have to wait ten years. <laughs> What's up, people? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Look, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. I start off by wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses bet online your online sports book experts i assure you the ayahuasca cult implodes within three <laughs> oh all right let's talk what's about- the over under let's set the over under on him on it becoming a cult and ex- i'm gonna say well, three years well i told him like hey man i, I think that's his goal. joe what you got over or under i got over no, you think, I, how long do you think it takes? Seven Greg, years? Greg, the goal is to start the cult. Like, huh? I, like, I, he was like, he was like, I think this is his goal is to actually have. Yes, a I do too. <laughs> no, I don't think it's his goal. It never starts out as the goal. I think it winds up being the goal. Maybe I don't know. Uh, speaking of ayahuasca, 
Uh, so, and I'm just kidding, by the way. Creepy, you know we love you. We know you support you. No, he really is starting a cult. I'm not kidding. Uh, so, and we also know you're starting a cult. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, before we go on, we've got Heather Joe Clark. A fight from last week that happened. Gina Mazzani. Uh, okay. This is Rachel Ostovich. Yeah, right. Okay. Can I tell you, Adam, really quickly? Yeah. Okay. I, I see most of your jokes. Yeah. And the Ostovich joke was the winner of the weekend. There you go. <laughs> that Ostovich joke, the okay. 37 more chances, I, dude, that one got me. I was rolling. Well, me and Gina were like, we, we used to hang out. And like, I, I'm a big fan of Gina. I will never say anything bad about Gina. Uh, she's, she's a really, really cool girl. And she's with Tim Elliott, also a really nice guy. Awesome. Uh, so I'm happy for both of them. Um, and I'm happy she got the win, Gina, because she she needed a win. And I also like Rachel a lot. Rachel is really hot. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, beautiful girl. Don't you think they have the baddest motherfucker belt, right? Don't you think they should have like the hottest chick belt? Yeah. And like, if they're gonna have the baddest motherfucker, should they have like uh, the hottest daddy fucker? You know. <laughs> I th- I think you answered your own question right there. You know, Listen, the women's game has struggled so hard for its legitimacy. It has it now. I don't think you want to go fucking with it like that. That's me. That's my opinion. Well, how, how do we keep her in the UFC where she doesn't have to win? Uh, so is there a way we could keep her in the UFC? No. Lingerie? Lingerie. Somebody said that she should just be like, just weigh in as the backup. Just, just <laughs> Maybe she could be a ring girl. This, she could be yeah. A- I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Right. Yeah, right. Right. So Heather Joe Clark is with us. Heather Joe Clark used to uh, co-host the show a lot. She's a, oh, another really good friend of mine. Uh, Heather is now. She's uh, been dating Connor Hune. Uh, me and Connor are super close. We coach wrestling together. Uh, Heather, what's going on with you? How's life? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. If, if it gets loud, let me know. Um, yeah. Life it's is a little loud, a little loud. Is it loud? <laughs> no. Yeah. Is it? No, go on, go on. Okay. Um, it's been, uh, quite the year, quite the last couple years. Um, you know, one of the main reasons I, as I told you, Adam, that I wanted to come on here today was to, um, say some sad news. I'm, it's I'm like I have adrenaline. I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Um, sad to say that I am officially retiring from uh, MMA. Whoa. Okay. Wow. You won your last fight in Invicta. You look great. Uh, you had a great fight. Uh, you didn't look like you lost a step. Why are you retiring? Well, I was. Uh, I did have a, I had an okay fight. I was, you know, rusting off some rust. I was getting out of some rust, you know, it'd been like a couple years or a year or so since I had no surgery and everything before my last fight. And I I felt pretty good, but I felt like I was picking up some momentum. I was set to fight Mizuki um, and Invicta for the co-main event. And I was uh, technical sparring, which is supposed to be like really light touch. And this amateur guy, 55 pound guy, kind of like put it on me a little bit. And it, it's not like he hit me the hardest he'd ever hit. I've been hit before. It was like more of like, like really fast. So it was like snapping my head back. And um, I didn't, 
like think that it was necessarily hard again. Cause it wasn't like I was feeling it as much as I was getting that whiplash, but I was pissed off that he was going so hard. I mentioned something to him. I mentioned something to Mark Montoya, like right after. Um, and then the next day woke up, uh, with a headache, thought, Oh, take some Advil. won't spar this week. You know, normal shit. Um, then I went to, I went to hit pads, wasn't feeling really well, went home and then like went into this, like the next basically two years. Um, it's been, you know, it was it's September 11th, it's an easy date to remember, um, of 2018 that it happened. And I'm still not the same. Like I, you know, have a hard time explaining myself, thinking like, as you can see, like coming up with words, I'll be trying to coach jujitsu and I can't remember the, this, the name of this thing right here. You know, I'll be like, uh, uh, Oh, elbow. So just kind of put me in this whirlwind of concussion symptoms, uh, TBI. I don't, I don't really know. I I've seen number of doctors, neurologists, specialists of all types. Um, and nothing really has helped. I've tried ayahuasca, uh, now two, two different ceremonies. Um, you know, I've tried mushrooms, I've tried microdosing. I've, um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> done, I've done a lot. Um, and not much has changed. Like I still can't really work out. Um, can't get my heart rate really above 140 without feeling like dizzy and, um, it's caused a lot of pain in my neck. I have like, I'm just having a, a number of, of issues, um, to which I'm now scheduled to get a, a blood patch, which is for a possible CSF leak, which is a spinal fluid leak that I could have possibly gotten from this, this snap of, of my head being back. Um, you know, just, just all these things. Uh, I haven't given up. I, I've I've definitely, you know, come to terms with this retirement. I I mean, I just had my 40th birthday in September, so it's not like it's really an early, uh, things per se, but I started at 28. So, you know, um, I just got news also going to be doing this really big, we're talking about psychedelics, this, uh, Ibogaine, uh, ceremony and toad ceremony with the following night down in Mexico. Um, it was, a, it was brought to me by a former NFL player who has been diagnosed with CTE. Um, one of the, you know, few that actually has been able to get this settlement from the NFL. And he, he did it and said he had, um, just the most amazing experience. It felt like saline was going through his brain. And when he came home, he felt like he was a teenager again. Like he could think he wasn't, he didn't have that necessity for alcohol or weed or anything. It was just like, he felt like he had been like, like it just been his cleaned, like his brain had been cleaned. Um, and he, so he told me about this, this doctor that does this in Mexico and reached out and they said, it's going to be $4,000. And I was like, uh, well, I haven't worked in two years and, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I didn't really want to tell him I was going to, I was wasting his time at this point. So I kind of like, Oh, I'll be in touch. And then I hit him up uh, a couple weeks later and said, you know, I, I, I really love to do this, but, um, I can't afford it. And he said, okay. And then he got back to me about, a, uh, three days ago and said that he found someone to sponsor me. Wow. Wow. That's so, great you know, for the idea of being able to get this out to my community, right. To you guys, to my fight fans, to the fight community, um, just, 
man, I'm fucking scared. Like I have adrenaline going through my body, like as if I'm, I'm thinking about an opponent, you know, like a fight. It's, 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 I don't know if you guys know much about Ibogaine. I don't really know that much about it yet. I still need to look into it more, but it's used for people who have like heroin addictions and, you know, now they're finding that it's really helping with like TBIs and stuff. But um, it's, it's kind of like one of the biggest ones out there. Um, so, well, I mean, Heather, you've, you know, look, you, you played hockey in college, you know, you're from Minnesota. You've been doing contact sports. Your whole I'm life. not from Minnesota. I'm from LA, but LA, but you went to college, Minnesota, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, you had a, you beat Hannah Cyphers, you beat Beck Rawlings, you, you know, you had a great, you had a good career, a really, you know, eight and six, you fought for the UFC, you fought for Invicta, you fought for Bellator. You had a great career. A really appreciate that, Adam. Um, and you know, and now it's uh, you know you're you're right. You're 40 years old. You got a you got a great boyfriend in Connor. Uh, you guys should get married hopefully soon. Uh, you guys run a gym, right? You have your own school, your own 10th Planet, uh, and you're in Colorado and you're having fun and you're licking toads. So uh, and I'm what? Oh, licking toads. <laughs> no, no, you smoke it. Oh, you smoke a toad. You smoke. So it's like a, I'm not sure how they excrete it from the toad, but they excrete this like clear stuff and then they dry it and then you smoke that. Okay. That, well, let me know how that goes. I will. Uh, so, but you've had, you've had an amazing journey and you're young, you're 40 and you, know, you and you're, you know, you're also a photographer. You're a, you know, you look great. Your skin looks good. You, know, you, look, you look very well rested. Uh, I, I watch you and Connor, you have dogs, you guys, you guys have a good little life. You two hippies. We you know? do. No, we do. Um, you know, the, I'll, I'll take you guys out in a second and just show you the gym, but it's, um, it is a dream come true. Again, like I always dreamt of having my, uh, my own gym one day and with, with a partner. And I thought that was something that was going to happen in like my fifties and that I'd be fighting, you know, till I was in my mid forties. And then, you know, do seminars and blah, 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 and then have my gym. But yeah, basically we opened this November 1st, um, 2018. So just less than two months after my concussion. And it was like, I was just going crazy. It was like training every day using all this. And all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? Like I can't do much, but I can maybe help, you know, teach jujitsu a little bit once a day. Um, so we did it and now we're in our own facility um, it's, it's pretty amazing. Are you, it's, are uh, it's a dream come true. What? You want to have kids? No. You'd be a good mom. Uh, you know what? Maybe, th- maybe my mind will change when I come back from this Ibogaine ceremony. Like, I just feel like th- with all the trauma, like my, I'm so irritable and like things just set, like I'll be, you know, when yeah, uh, um, extension cord gets all tangled. And I'm like trying to untangle it. And I'm like, oh, like I get so frustrated. Like I have no fucking patience. Probably get I can't hard. imagine I'm going to take the kid and throw it on the wall. You must give terrible hands. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know I am very patient, somewhat patient with my dog. He is like my, my son. Um, but, oh, you heard your name? Come over here and say hi. This is Benny the Jet. He, Benny. <laughs> come out of the uh, painting. so yeah i get it adam and people say it's different when you have your own kids and blah 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 but i just and i think connor would be an amazing dad but i don't think he really wants kids and we're 
you know, we're over 40. So that's all right. You're still young. Your vagina still works. Um, so I, I, I think you'd be, I think you'd be a great mom. I know he'd be a great dad. And, and I, and honestly, like, look how far you've come. I mean, seriously, like you're somebody with literally, you had no MMA background. You just took a karate class and then you made it to the UFC Bellator Invicta. I mean, you know, you've done really well for yourself. It took a lot of fucking work, man. It was, you know, it was, it was literally an obsession that I did every single minute of the day. It was like every part of my existence was around that, you know, like from the time I woke up and ate so that I could be fueled for training and then come back and recover. And I mean, literally it consumed me, um, for, for 10 years. And, you know, I think that's how you become good at anything. Right. Well, yeah, I will. I know that I would love for my daughter. You're a good role model for my daughter. Thank you. Uh, a lot of girls aren't, <laughs> especially today. <laughs> especially the ones that you like. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 don't, you, you don't have an OnlyFans page. I was going to say, I would blame that on the websites you visit. That's oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 you did nude, if you did nudity, it was like, it was very tasteful. Uh, so I think... Um, I'm kidding. I don't know if you did. Uh, well, I don't know. I've done shirts with, I mean, pictures with like my shirt off and you see like my back. Yeah, I, I was kidding. I was just joking. I'm just saying. Uh, we, we know like bad uh, uh Greg, anything you want to say to the great Heather Joe Clark? No, I mean, it sounds like you know what you're doing. And ultimately, I mean, obviously, I hope that, you know, hopefully it's one of those things that time helps as well. And every else that you put together it's only going to get better and better so it, it you know some injuries just take a long time to heal and it's a slow road but uh you know hopefully hopefully it does and hopefully it will yeah i hope so i you know something i didn't mention too is that i've been you know dealt with chronic migraines since this that day you know and it's Oof. been one of the things that's been you know, the most debilitating thing um and trying to figure that out so i just really one thing, another thing I got to mention, because there's a lot of people out there that need to hear this. The doctor that I am going to be seeing for the Ibogaine told me about how important it is to have your hormones checked. And Adam, I'm going to send you a, like a 14 minute tech talk and maybe you can link it. Um, and it talks about how a lot of people with depression um, go on antidepressants and they feel like it works or it doesn't work. But eventually when they get off of it, it actually is more harmful. And when you get your hormones checked, a lot of times when you uh, have a, an, um, your hormones are out of balance, this can cause depression. And to take it one step further, there's a correlation between TBI and brain trauma and depression and your hormones being off. So they actually, this, this doctor talks about this, um, this vet that came to him who had PTSD and had TP, TBI and it was on like 13 different medications. And he got off all of his medications, just getting his hormones in balance. And he doesn't have a depression, doesn't have anything like basically cured his, all his ailments that he had with just hormone replacement. Um, and so they started a, a organization, I forget the name of it, where they do free hormone testing for veterans that have TBIs and they get, they've gotten like 150 vets off of medication. Um, so, you know, hormones are especially for fighters, especially for people who are getting brain, even if you don't think you have a brain injury, you're getting constantly hit. You see a lot of these fighters coming out talking about depression, talking about, you know, and this could be the reason why they're getting depressed is because of the brain trauma is causing this, um, this hormonal imbalance. You got to be depressed. You got to put dogs down all day and cats. What? 
No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, no, no. So, I, I just, vet, veterinarian. Okay, yes, really, that's no, I could totally, nothing on that, Greg. Really, nothing. Dude, you, literally, I have to take back my compliment about the Ostovich joke. <laughs> like, you lose <laughs> points for I'm that I'm trying to one. keep it light. I'm trying to keep this light. But I, this, I, is, this is great information, and you're, you're giving me this platform to tell other fighters and, you know, like Tisha, Tisha Torres talks about very openly about her depression. And I sent her this video and she's going to go get her hormones test tested. And, and I hope that she finds some imbalance so that she can, you know, maybe get some um, relief from from, you know, getting it fixed and see how that. May help. I, I hear you. I got my first of all, I had my testosterone was low. I'm on TRT. That's helping me right now. Good. Uh, I'm working out every day, and I'm and I, for my OCD, I'm I'm on I'm doing this thing called brain spotting hmm. with a therapist to figure out where in the brain my OCD comes from. Interesting. So I'm, I'm all about mental health, and uh, and I think it's great what you're doing, and I I, I think I think it's amazing. Sorry for the stupid veterinarian joke. No, uh, but <laughs> I, I just one thousand percent think I think that you're like you're you're on a different level, and and you you've always been into helping people, always. And I, I, I love that about you, Heather. You've always been very concerned, whether it was like the blender that you wanted to make smoothies for everybody <laughs> in, in the UFC house or looking out for the young people at the gym or looking out for the new fighters. You've always been really good and looking out for people. So. Well, I got to turn this, you know, I have to turn this, this, I don't know. I don't want to say like negative thing or what, cause it's not a negative thing. I'm, I'm whatever this situation that I'm dealing with, I don't want to label it. I want to make it be, be a good thing. You know, it's like, I have my gym now. I'm not allowing people to spar before they're ready. I'm not allowing people to take damage that they don't need to take. You know, I, I just think that people need to learn how to train different. I think that this fucking shit is so crazy. I, I mean, I never, I never got knocked out. I never, you know, um, I never got dropped by a punch. Like, I can't even believe that I'm going through this. You know what I'm saying? And so you said to Nate Robinson about his training. Who? The guy who did you watch the Jake Paul? <laughs> oh. What would you have said to him? You know what? I would have said, uh you mean for training? Yeah, it seems like he never sparred before, but he just did mitts and they flew. Yeah, no, you have to spar, but that's that's the thing is you have to trust your sparring partners. And you have to communicate and you have to like, the ego is so big. It's like when you get hit really hard, you want to hit hard back. And that's just, that's the name of the game. And you have to be bigger than that. You have to go, okay, you know, we're protecting each other here. It's like after, when I teach kickboxing, I, I bring everybody in something Sensei Benny the Jet taught me. I always got to put his name in every one of my uh, podcasts with you. But we, I grab their, their hand wraps and we make this kind of, you know, a uh, circle with everyone's hand wraps. And I explained to everybody how important it is to be able to feel connected and how like you're just as important as me. And he's just as important. And every, we're all here. And, and the way to get better at martial arts is to be able to trust each other and to not, you know, not try to kill each other. It's just, Oh, or, or sparring before you're too, before, you know, it's like I got in there sparring kickboxing with Holly Holm before I knew what the fuck I was doing. You know, and I was getting dinged and ringed and all that stuff. It's like, all right, start off with just jab sparring. And when they're good at that, add in a cross. Okay. When they, when, when they know how to, you know, and then things are going to happen. That's the game, but there has to be a better plan. There has to be a better way of training. And especially when they're vets, you know, not veteran from, okay. But like fighting vets, right. That, that they can 
uh, they don't need to go hard like that. You know, that's just, I don't know. It's a new way. It's, I got it. I feel like I, I, I have to get that out there. I feel like I have to promote smarter training. I think it's coming, you know, a lot of coaches are seeing the importance of it, but also checking your hormones to see if that, you know, that brain trauma has affected your hormones imbalance and, uh, and then psychedelics, man, that's the, that's the answer to the brain trauma. I, I really believe it, even though it hasn't helped me in the way that I wanted it to, it's helped me in other ways that I didn't even know I needed. Oh. Like how? Well, it brought me, so like the last ayahuasca experience, um, you know, I went in there wanting some motivation for like, pushing myself to, to work out, to, to you know, like my workouts now are like what I used to do to warm up. So it's like a fucking joke, you know? And so it's really hard for me to get myself to do that because I'm like, what, nothing's going to change. Well, you know, I get in my head. So I really went into it wanting like answers of, of how to motivate myself, how to get myself in outside of myself to motivate, motivate myself. And I found that the answer really all it was, and, and this is stupid. And I know you could read m- many books that tell you this, but it was like a moment of, of clarity of how making myself a priority, just like I make everyone else. It's like, when I say I'm going to teach a class at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, you know, that I'm, I know that I'm going to be there and I make it a priority and then I'm going to be on time. And that that's it. I think that you're also like a 90 year old Jewish grandma stuck in like a hot body uh, with a pretty face. Cause you are, you are always going around cleaning everybody's stuff, worrying about everyone, making sure everyone's fed. I, I, I love hanging out with you, but I feel like I was hanging out with my, my grandma a lot. Thanks, Adam. Uh, like, are, are you warm? Did you bring your suit? <laughs> Did you that? Is, do we have gas in the car? I'm just like, yes, yes. I, I don't know how Con- – Connor's more irritable than me. I don't know how the fuck he did it, how he deals with you. Uh, He's definitely gotten used to it. But, yeah, I, I you know, he, he knows why I, I do it. You know, for a long time, he, like – I have to shove food in his face because he doesn't get hungry. And that became an issue for a while. Right. But now he appreciates it. So, but right, so, so last five minutes. Okay. So, cause I'm gonna make this about me. Okay. Uh, so, but I didn't finish. So the point was making myself a priority, just like I do everybody else, Adam, just like you said, how I make sure everyone else is warm. It's like, I got to put myself first and uh, otherwise I can't keep doing that. You know? All right. I love that about you. All right. So when I was 18 years old, 15 to 18, and I wrestled, I have, I would, I would weigh in five times a day. And if I was overweight, I'd feel like shit. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to lose the match. I'm going to be a loser. No one's going to like me. I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. But all of that was true. Okay. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am 20, 23 fucking years later. If I step on the scale and I'm heavier than I want to be, I'm a loser. I suck. I'm, I would lose at a fight. And then all day long, I'm thinking about working out. I didn't work out today. I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a fat slob. I'm a, nobody likes me. And this goes on all day till I finally work out at like 11.45 at night where the whole day I, I, beat, I beat myself up. Also with writing jokes, Greg. If I don't write, I'm like, I don't have any new jokes. I'm not funny. I'm not getting better at comedy. So like all this shit versus just sitting down and writing the joke or sitting down and working out. Mushrooms will help you. I know this is the answer. What's going to help me? Mushrooms, microdosing. Really? I think so. But you can you work out while you're microdosing? Yeah, it's you know most people don't even really notice anything. Like I'm very sensitive, so I notice. I feel it like when it hits me, 
for like an hour, I can feel it, but most people don't even notice it. Um, I'll even microdose LSD sometimes. And it's, it's, I really don't notice. I just notice that energy kind of in that clarity. So you think that me being on Celexa, Adderall, TRT, and now mushrooms is going to help my, uh, my day. I think that you should find other alternatives to some of those drugs, maybe through Greg, do you think this microdose is going to help me? Uh, as much as everything else has. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the success here, I think oh, yeah. I think we can count on at least that. Okay. What's and it? you know, ben, you know, Adam, you're discounting the fact that you do get all those things done in the end. So I don't. I mean, it, it may be a shitty system, but it seems to be working. You're not fat, and you do write a lot of jokes. So I'll tell you. I, I know, but in my head, I'm. I have a really hard time being like. Like when I'm with my daughter, I should be at home writing. Like when I'm writing, I should be with my daughter. Like whatever I'm doing something, I have a hard time just being there. I think that's just being Jewish, man. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I really think I think you're just a neurotic Jew. What's the problem? Take one to no one, Adam. Here, right? I um I really think that. Have you ever done mushrooms like a dose, like a two gram dose? I don't want to start doing hallucinogenics. I just, I, I can't start doing that. I, I'm, 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 I, I, I have a child. Okay. So first of all, they, they do, they do things like this with psychotherapists, right? So it's not just about going in your back, a backyard and a tent and, and doing mushrooms. Like if you go to unlimited sciences on Instagram, what that creepy's website? No, unlimited sciences. No. Oh, he, so gotta change that handle. Uh, Ian, Ian McCall works with these guys, but they have a bunch of studies about psychedelics and how, I mean, that's prime example of, of when you're on mushrooms, I swear to God, it's like you realize, um, not by, not so much microdosing, but when you're on like a couple grams, you notice you, you can't do anything but be in the moment. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's like, you just feel connected to the world and you feel like you everything. You do anything. You're thinking about, but you're by yourself thinking this, right? So well, I've, I've done it with. Nothing's been done. You're still. Like, you're still no, I've done it alone and I've done it at concerts. And I got to tell you, it was always, it, it was definitely more of a guaranteed positive ride than, than acid. Acid can turn on you sure. now, but so can mushrooms. If you take too much, I've seen people just lose their fucking mind you really the dosing is very important yep. and you want to wait till it really settles in before you decide to take more and you need to integrate you should do it with ian ian is in there and in, in cali <laughs> he would love to bring you to his little farm and oh, do a God. ceremony with you and guide you and i'm telling you adam what about it just would... getting up in the morning and just getting my shit done you don't think that no, I... but I, no but you're gonna get your shit done but you're saying the point is is every time you get you're doing your shit you're thinking about, well, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. It's really hard for you to stay present, right? Yeah. I'm telling you that if you can just get a little bit of mind expansion to see that everything's going to be okay and it doesn't matter, that what you're doing right now is the most important thing. Have you, ever, you, ever, okay. you ever meet somebody, though, that like they're like borderline homeless? Like, like they don't, like everything is like not working for them, but they're on. You mean like Joe? And they're on they're on drugs. You know, everything's great, man. And then their car pulls up, and it's like a piece of shit. And then their girlfriend is like a crackhead. But, but like, that's different kind of drugs. Psychedelics is I don't even like to say it. I mean, it's a drug, but the way that they're being used now and more regularly, again, 
go to unlimited sciences. They're doing stuff with John Hopkins, you know, um, and studies on this stuff. And, and Did he pass away John Hopkins. Yes. I'm talking about the university. Oh, okay. Got it. John Hopkins university. <laughs> So are you thinking I, of Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> yeah, that's who you're thinking of. All right. All right. Okay. Well, listen, Heather, you sound like you're in a great place. Uh, uh, I want to show you guys the gym really quick, Adam. You haven't seen it. Uh, all right. Let's see the gym. Just two seconds. And you can say hi to Connor too. Oh, nice. He's probably somewhere. Pissed off. Oh, it's so, Damn. so dark. Damn. Look at this. Whoa. Look at that. It's a lot. Connor's by himself working out. Oh, there you are. MMA Roasted Podcast. Does that guy have a sword? What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Are you guys working on, like, why did that guy have a stick? What kind of MMA is this? He said, what kind of core, MMA? Core rotations, brother. Oh, working nice. On, working good, on, on pulling that left back when you're throwing the right, pulling the right back when you're throwing the left. Fuck yeah, man. Look at you. How are you? I'm doing good. You're looking good, Connor. You look, you look, you look Thanks, good. buddy. The thing. It's, it's it's amazing what gi giving up yeah. cocaine hookers and late nights will do to you. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's what this whole thing's about. And then look at this beautiful. He's not. He's not kidding. Literally, I was like, wow. okay. Anyway, five. All right, I'm not gonna say that on his girlfriend. Now that you you're not it? using that cocaine and hooker stuff, where did you put that? That was when he was with Adam, by the way. So you know. It literally, literally, he was selling drugs. We were coaching wrestling. And he's like, I think one of our kids is on drugs. I'm like, you probably sold it to him. That really, really happened. Uh, but anyway, listen, Heather, you look great. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Enjoy your retirement. Okay. And I look forward to the next chapter of Heather Joe Clark. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Peace. Bye. Awesome. I like Heather. Dude, that was very real, man. That was uh... – Sometimes you got to let it be real, Adam. You got <laughs> I, I know. That, that, that joke was stupid. Was you know what it was? The timing was off. Like, by the time you said it, we were all like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> you know, time. Like, I had to put it together. I was like, that's, oh, she had mentioned at the beginning of this, even with Vets, they should, okay. It just, the time, it just took a little too long to connect the dots on that one, pal. I got to work on timing. Uh, you know. I love it. Now he's going to be up for six hours. I, why do the timing? I got to fix the timing. What am I gonna do about <laughs> my timing. Greg said my timing was off. I had thought I had great timing, but it has been a long no, time. No, so no, I did no, tell no, me. No, 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 wife, my, uh, how many times she said, I'm like, I'm going to come. She's like, not yet. And then, well, 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 once a girl says don't come, it's over. It's too late. Like, this yeah. Never, oh, absolutely. That's like a checkered flag. Ha has a guy ever been able to hold it back? I feel like you can't. Like once, once you like, I'm gonna come, and she says no. Well, we don't announce it unless it's, you know what I mean. Like it's in the shoot, you know. It's fucking, it's rising, you know. Like it's, like, uh, I mean, you don't say it unless you feel it, uh, you know. And you're like, uh, and that way you can't be like, stop. You're like, I, 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 you can't stop a volcano from erupting. I just like you know? walk out of the room. I like act like somebody's knocking on the door. I'm like, all right, be right back. I gotta go take care of something. I just leave for like five minutes. But you, but you come in the other room. And that's what no. makes you a psychopath. <laughs> and so I don't ejaculate. So I can go longer. I just run away really quick. Oh my, that has got to be the worst. <laughs> ever. You just leave the room and she's like, what the fuck is that? And, then and wait a minute. And five minutes later, she lets you continue. Yeah, I just say, oh, uh, someone's at the door, or I gotta go get a towel or something like that, you know? <laughs> oh, there's someone at the door. I gotta go to the bathroom. What are you, psychic? What do you have ring connected to your head? Yeah. Oh, might be at the door. That might actually maybe. Now, do, um, now, do, what, do you, don't you lose your boner, though? No, not at all. 
Do you leave for five minutes with a boner and walk around the room? Yeah, I mean, you just got to let it cool off. You know, I mean, that is the only way to make it is to actually stop. And I mean, full stop. Yeah, that is. But I mean, I've never left the room. <laughs> uh, I'll stop pumping. I'll, I'll, you know what I mean? I've given it the old, <sighs> <sighs> you know, you try and breathe it and just let it set. And I'm like, because it's like, yeah, you want to just like, yeah. Exactly. And and sometimes you can't. Sometimes yeah, I mean you could try to switch the tempo. That's what I try to do. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm doing like a hard pound and then you like ease it in the next time, but it's still like it's a it's a it's a, 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 a done deal. It's like it's like going through the car wash. It's like you're not gonna once you're in the car wash, you're going through it. There's no yeah. yeah, for sure. Unless you're him, unless you're Joe, in which case you just turn left and drive straight through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> and the whole car wash is like, where the fuck is he going? That's not an exit. So uh, Anthony Smith, I was happy he got the win last week. He needed a And win. back to the fights. <laughs> we took a nice 50-minute break from talking about mixed martial arts. So now let's continue. Anthony Smith won his fight. Uh, well, wait, let's talk about that because, you know, it was a dominant win, a fast win. And this is a guy that we were talking about, like, you know, what had happened to him since that incident? He didn't seem like the same guy. And we were worried about him in this fight. I think a couple of us even chose Devin Clark. Yeah, well, also, I think Devin also gets wrestling heavy and doesn't respect jiu-jitsu of people. It seems like when he loses, he gets caught. And, you know, it's like you got to – you can't just lie on somebody and not and expect not to get triangled, you know? And yeah. Playing with fire. Um, but what do you think – who do you think Anthony Smith should fight next? Because I really like the Luke Rockhold fight. That's a good fight. I like that also. I, I tell you, I saw Luke at the party. And yeah. Was, and I, I did, as I was walking in, he was, like, getting COVID tested by the valet. And I was like, oh, you're a valet now? And uh, <laughs> he's like, keep making jokes, funny man. Uh, he, he's so funny, man. He's a good dude. dude. That's fucking funny, though. That's a good one. Uh, okay, you get your points back there. Uh, Miguel Beza, that guy, yeah. that guy looks scary good. Um, and you know, he trains with Colby Covington. He said Colby's a great guy when it comes to training, which is what everybody, everybody's been saying, except for maybe Colby. But, you know, he's a Brazilian guy. He says Kobe makes everybody better. And, uh, you know, he, he gets that it. it's a thing. Those two heavyweights, I think Ugh. Parker Porter, I mean, you're, versus Josh Parisian. This is this was one of those ones, exactly what we were talking about. Just two like fucking finale or something. Uh, Spike Carlisle, if you're going to scream as loud as you can in the guy's face, you got to win. Um, I'm surprised all the judges had him losing every single round. I thought he won the first round. I thought he won the first round too. It just seems like the the way to beat him is just to get out of the first round. Yeah, he gasses uh, fairly quickly. Didn't one of the judges give him a 10-8 round too? Like I think one of them is 30-26. No, it was 30-27 across the board. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I think well, one of them had that then. I forget which one, but I remember that I was like, ooh, somebody gave him a 10-8 round. Bad that the, uh, it was a bad day for Hawaiians. Kai Kamaka hit me up and he's like, hey man, you know, because I was like, keep your head up, blah blah blah. And he was like, yeah, I went from being on MMA Roasted to MMA Toasted, right? <laughs> uh, to which I told him, I go, I'm not going to make fun of you for losing. I wouldn't, I don't do that. You gave your best. You came up short. I go, I'll make fun of you if you're missed weight or you, you know, you start dating your pregnant 
trainer or something. But that's, you know, and then he was like, you're the man. Ha ha. Can't wait to come to your show. You know, some people think that like what I do is make. I love the way you act like she was his trainer first. <laughs> and then he got her pregnant. I am pretty sure that's not the weirdness of that situation. He was the best sport ever, by the way. I'm a fan of him. He, listen, that guy is, that guy is, he's a character. I love, what a character. Like Perry. But the thing is, is that, you know, you know, I think that MMA culture, obviously when people lose, you get people that make memes and stuff, especially when like Ben Askren yeah. lost, because Askren was like the guy to make fun of everybody. He was like, boom, roasted, boom, roasted. So when he got knocked out, people were very quick to make that meme of him just laying there. I never did that. Yeah. I don't like sharing memes of people that are knocked out. I, I don't make fun of people when they lose. I mean, one thing is you're Bob Sapp and you're- Did you see the one about J of James Robinson in the NBA logo? Nate Robinson. Well, that's Nate Robinson, sorry. What did I say? James Robinson. <laughs> well, Nate Robinson. Do you see him laying there in the NBA logo? That was pretty funny. The thing is, I feel like a lot of like basketball culture- is like the crying Jordan to really fuck with somebody when they lose or mess up or whatever. But MMA culture, yeah, you get some people that make these memes, but it's not the same. Like it seemed like th that those memes were really quick with the Nate Robinson getting knocked out. But, but I mean, it was such a high profile event. I mean, and everybody's a graphic designer now. And he lost to a YouTube kid or a kid that was on YouTube and blah, blah, blah to Logan. He was talking a lot of shit. But it just doesn't seem like that's our that like that's the culture in MMA is to make fun of people when they lose. I mean, yeah, of course, there's always been people that do it, but it's not like it is in other sports. Like, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that's our thing. Or yeah. For the most part. I mean, I don't do, I don't like doing that. It's just like uh, the guy, you know, even with like, I'm not going to post uh, not that I'm better than other people, but I don't really like seeing someone knocked out on the fucking canvas unconscious, you know, not knowing the person's alive or that. I mean, yeah, I'm just posting that shit. You know, it's just like, eh. you know, what's her, uh, um, Heather Joe Clark? She made a very interesting point. You know, we see so many. She was talking about, you know, creating this different way uh, of training and of sparring or whatever to where you kind of protect each other. And we talk about these fighters coming into these fights injured so often. Do you think she's onto something? Oh, 100. Well, I mean, they say that I forgot who said it was. Well, some, somebody said you never come into a fight 100% healthy. You just right. You can't. It's to the it's, it's to what extent? I'm pretty convinced. I have no proof of this that Sean O'Malley's ankle was a little fucked because the way that like he reacted to that didn't seem like there must have been something going on there. And right. I'm was... convinced in the Bellator that what's name shoulder was fucked too uh, when uh, Caldwell tapped to McKee. Not saying McKee's not a beast and people wouldn't tap, but it seemed like I don't know. I think it's to what extent. And to what extent you think you can get away with it? Because I think it happens all the time. You know, guys. Don't yeah, and it's kind of stuck when it happens late in camp. And you're basically, you put in all the work. You need the money, you know. And your trainer needs the money. And yeah. Money, and you know, if you pull out, you're really going to fuck up. And, you know. You're and you've already put in four or five weeks of training. And, and now you're week six. I mean, that's got to be. I mean, at that point, you're kind of making a financial decision. It's a business decision. You're like, I think I can fight through this, and we got to get this check. So many fighters have told me off the record, like, oh, I went to that fight with a torn ACL or torn this or torn that or torn that. Like, they, they, they told me that after they lost. Like, oh, the reason when I get – when I my shoulder was completely fucked when I got – so it's like and, – and a lot of times their opponent knows that. 
they're training with a Brazilian or a guy from Dagestan and they're fighting a guy from Dagestan and he goes out and tells them, Hey man, just so you know, it's fucking soldiers kind of fuck, you know, like there, there's all kinds of stuff going on where they're targeting that, you know? So you got to be careful. By the way, well, you get a piece of inside information like that. You're absolutely going to use it. You're not going to stay away from it. Like, okay, I'll leave it alone. You know I mean? That's it's still fighting. Of course. Uh, so this week, Gary Tonin is fighting. Uh, Gary's been on the show a bunch of times. He's fighting in one championship. Uh, one is called Big Bang. He's 5-0, and oh, fighting a guy against who's 12-4. and four. Uh, This should be good. Gary's also a really good guy, and he's funny, man. Like, he just put a whole post about mental health and about seeing a psychiatrist and how it makes you stronger and this and that. And uh, he's also a guy that wouldn't close his gym during the pandemic. Uh, he took a lot of shit. Greg, are you, are you, are you still with us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, – he, he, very interesting guy, Gary Tonin. Uh, guy speaks his mind, and I, I like him. I like he's him. awesome. Uh, so he's fighting December 4th, which is what, on a Friday, I think? Is this Friday? Uh, Let me check. December 4th is, uh, yeah, this Friday. Yeah. And then Saturday, Saturday Hermanson versus Fattori. Uh He's that crazy Italian guy. Uh, he's fighting Jack Hermanson. This is a great card. Not many big names, just like this past weekend's card, but... These are some great matchups, some fun fights. Uh, OSP versus Jamahal Hill, who's 8-0. Uh, Montana De La Rosa, who's like kind of hot, is fighting Talia Santos. Montana's husband was in the UFC, but never won. Uh, but she, she's a badass. Nate the Train is fighting. Yep. That fucking psycho. Uh, you know, the one that called out Dana White. Remember we had him on the podcast, Nate the Train? Yep. Mississippi mm-hmm. or something. He's fighting Mazva, a guy who's 13-0. Gian Vellante, who he's got to win because that last fight was rough. That was rough. Fighting Jake Collier, another guy that likes to bang. Jake uh, Collier he used to be in one eighty. He used to be like a one eighty five pounder, and he gained like three hundred pounds. And now he's fighting in heavyweight, and he's going to fight John Vellante. Yeah, two fat asses going at it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Justin James, my my buddy from uh, Extreme Couture, is fighting Gabriel Benitez, Louis Smoka. Uh, he's the guy from Hawaii, great guy who's married to a hot battle rapper. Uh, now he used to, did he used to, he used to be a UFC guy, didn't he? This is all UFC. Oh, this is the UFC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fighting Jose Canones, the guy that lost to uh, O'Malley. That's what I thought. I was going to say, wait a minute, I know that guy. Yeah, this is a good, uh, good little, this is a good card. Uh, you have, this Saturday night, UFC 8. Oh, this guy, Vittori. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's the guy that, like, I mean, we're ready. I mean, he just seems to go right through dudes. Yeah. I mean, just like, 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 really, we we have yet to see him uh, to say tested. I mean, we have yet to see him really tested because he seems to just the guys he sees just warrant competition. This will be Jack Hermanson. They gave him some competition now. This will be very interesting. Well, he lost to Israel Adesanya, but it was a really close fight. And was that super early in his career too? And it was very close. People, it was two years ago. People thought he won. By the way, I ran into Kelvin Gastelum, uh, who's fighting the guy we had on the show last, Ian Heinish. And he knew nothing about Heinish. So I gave him his whole story about getting arrested and locked up. Like, I gave him, the, I'm like, this is the guy you're fighting. And he's like, really? And then what happened? And then what happened? Kelvin loved- <laughs> That's Kelvin hilarious. Loved- and he's like, so you're telling me prayer works? 
<laughs> he was like, Kelvin loved hearing about this guy's life story. The guy who's fighting. Kelvin is such a nice guy. I, I told you, I, I got stoned. And uh, I, Mike Tyson weeds, next level weed, by the way. Tyson ran. Did you get some? No, but I can get some. I'll, I'll get some for you. I'm prejudiced. Please do. I want this next level stuff. It, it was next, next level. And I got so high that I was talking to Kelvin and we were, I was like, you ever get so high you should talk and I can't tell if I'm being annoying or not. Probably am. But but he seemed to be really <laughs> enjoying it. But I was like, yeah, that, I, that kid. And we talked about coaching middle school wrestling and old high. And he was like all, uh, he was smoking too. So we we're on the same yeah. But at the end, I'm like, either he either we bonded or he thinks I'm the biggest tool ever. <laughs> lost all cool points. It's probably a little of both. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, that was awesome. So uh, what do you got coming up, Ween Dog? Go subscribe to my YouTube channel and my TikTok, The Joe Perez Show. Greg? Uh, Fantasy Football Harsh Reality and my other podcast, Son of a Preacher Man. Nice. And my, uh, my new... Uh, uh, special is coming up in December on Fight Pass. This uh, month. Can't wait for that. And then if you're in Alameda, the Alameda Comedy Club, uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and you said that's they're doing outdoor shows, right? Outdoor shows. Dante books it. That's great, man. So, um, yeah. So if you're in Alameda and San Francisco, that's where I will be uh, in uh, the Bay Area, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, thank you guys. And then Vegas to last week of Vegas. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Heather Joe Clark. Uh, thanks, Greg. Great seeing you. Thanks, Window. Hey, man, good yep. to see you guys too. Joe, stay in the room. <laughs>